Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello and welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. This week, I want to touch back in on the New Year's resolutions that we talked about last week and my determination in my health journey. And I want to expand on this because I think it's really interesting to touch in on how we have self-judgment about who we are and what we want to be. And we judge ourselves when we feel like we're not being our best self or like we've let ourselves lose something. And that's something that I definitely have dealt with. When I think about my body, my health, how I think about what I'm able to achieve and what, where I see myself going in my life, how do I see my health, you know, in 10, 20, 30 years? And what does that mean about me as a person? What does it mean if I don't have what I want? What does it mean that I think I've lost something that I had as a teenager and as a 20 something? And I've had all of those thoughts and feelings, and I want to share them with you, just in case you also have been the victim of mean self-thoughts and judgments. So I've thought about this, and I've kind of labeled it the shape of my ambition, because it has a lot to do with the shape of my body and what it is that I think I want it to be versus what it is, what I think I want it to do versus what it does. And how do I feel about that? And it's, ah, this is a tender one, right? Because I want to love myself. I want to love my body and I do, and I appreciate it so much. And it's given me so much, but it's so easy to forget that. And it's so easy to compare and not just with other people, not even just comparing like with supermodels or people that I think are beautiful, but to compare with this idea that I have of myself from the past. And this idea that I have of my past self, I can understand as an idealized version of what I think it was like to be me as a teenager. Because I can guarantee teenage Blaze did not think that she was beautiful. She did not think that she was sexy. She did not think she was strong in this way. But my memories of who I was at 17, 18, 20 years old are of this strong, wiry, badass self that was able to do anything that I could, you know, climb walls and I did karate for hours a day, several days a week. I had endurance that I just haven't managed to, to continue to see or even achieve again yet that I look back on and think, good God, if I had only kept up with that, can I imagine how healthy I would be now, the health crises I would have avoided. It makes me feel oh, like lonely for this past version of myself that I, I've come to understand never was. But I long for it. And I have this idea that if only I could achieve that kind of endurance to be able to just do 
you know, unlimited sets of push-ups and sit-ups and jumping jacks again, wouldn't that make me the healthiest me that I could be? And I've had to really learn to question that because is that even true? And then why do I want it to be true? I have this idea of what I could look or feel like. And I wonder, did I actually feel that way back when I looked like that? Like if I look at an old picture of myself where I had like this long dark hair, I didn't have white hair then and I had contacts. So I just looked different and I was God and my teenager is like 107 pounds. And in my mind, I thought like, wow, that that's probably my healthy weight. I should aim to be that again. And it wasn't until my parents gave me my immunization records when they were cleaning up closets and they found all this old stuff that I looked at my health records and the weigh-in for 107 pounds was when I was 17 years old. And I was thinking like I was a full grown person then. And I wasn't, I was only five feet tall. I hadn't gotten as tall as I am now. So I gained, you know, another two inches over the next several years. And here I am having this idea of myself and my ideal body. I must have to be 107 pounds to be that. And then I look at that logically and go, actually, that can't possibly be true because I wasn't even full grown yet. I didn't, you know, have hips. I didn't have boobs. Like not, <laughs> I wasn't a woman in the way that I became in my twenties. So why would I want to reduce myself to this tiny number to be this smaller person? And I had to think about why that is. And I think it's that I don't have a healthy perception maybe in that moment of what what a healthy me looks like. But I remember feeling healthy at 17. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I just want to reachieve that. But the truth is, I can't get two inches smaller. I don't want to become a hunchback or anything. So clearly that's not correct. That's not a correct goal or ambition for myself. And I had no idea until I had that piece of paper in front of me. Huh. That, that blew my mind. I also think about what is it about that age, about that era in my life that I'm wanting to reachieve? And of course, part of it is remembering our youth, right? Where everything was new and relationships were exciting. There was a ton of romance and you could eat anything you wanted or you felt like you could at that age. And there's the thought of how much do you have to restrict yourself now in order to regain that? And I'm, I'm losing that perception. I don't feel like I have to restrict myself in order to achieve a weight or a health. And for a long time, I really felt like I did that in order to achieve a goal, in order to achieve the shape of my ambitions, that it would come with a lot of sacrifice and restriction. And yet, at that time in my life, it wasn't about sacrifice and restriction. It was actually about being active, about playing, about joy, and about being fully present in my life. What if achieving that shape now had more to do with being present in my life, aware of what's going on and moving around more? So that was an interesting thought to have. And some of what I really wanted is that level of energy, that ability to wake up energized. And what do I believe about my ability to wake up energized at 42 versus what I believed about it at 22? And I can say at 22, you know, you're, for me anyway, I was just wrapping up college. So I was still in my senior year of college and 
back in those days, you know, getting three to five hours of sleep a night felt like an achievement. You're like, wow, I got so much rest last night and you could just go on and on and do anything. So part of that I think is of that age. I don't think that that's a healthy thing at all. And I wouldn't want that for myself again. So I'm able to look at that goal and say, well, I don't actually want to be 22 and sleeping three hours a night and actually doing damage to myself that I didn't feel for years. Isn't that an interesting thing to recognize as well? And my 22-year-old body, you know, hasn't birthed a child, didn't know what that was like, hasn't, um, hasn't been through so much, hasn't nursed me through recovering from difficult things and injuries. So the body that I have now has seen me through a great deal and I can treat it very well. What am I actually wanting to get back, quote unquote? And I think what I want to get back is the sense of vitality, the energy, and desire to show up and do athletic work because I actually enjoy athletics when my body can breathe, when I can move around and do that stuff. But I only get to enjoy that if I try to do it. And that harkens back to last week when I was talking about these determinations instead of resolutions. If I'm determined to do something, what does that person who already has it do in their life? Because someone who does the splits didn't learn to do the splits by just one day, you know, doing splits. They had to work up to it. They actually practice it and they do it in their life. And it's the same thing with painting. I don't become good at painting by never picking up a paintbrush. I become good and skilled by actually doing the exercise and participating in it. So what I'm actually asking myself when I have this idea about what I want to be, who I want to look like, how I want to live is really more about how I want to practice the experiences that I want to be having more frequently. And that has a lot to do with just allowing myself to have those experiences and to be willing to have them badly before they happen well. I want to talk about that, about our ability to allow ourselves to have something badly before we have it well, because that trips me up sometimes where I just want things to be good. I want to try something. I want to have success at it. I want it to be you know, wonderful. And it's always sad to talk with someone and say, yeah, I really tried this and I flopped on my face and it totally sucked. And I disappointed myself and I got hurt. I don't want to do it anymore. That's often the follow-up is like that, that was so crushing and depressing. I don't want to do it anymore. But the person that I want to be, the person that I was, was someone who would flop on my face and get up and be like, do it again. Let, let's try it again. I'm remembering sparring, right? Where you just put on your gloves and you'd spar with someone and someone would like hit you in the face and that would suck. And you wouldn't just give up. And I think part of it is that there was this whole community around me of other people who were like-minded. And that brings me to another point is that it's important to find the people in your life that are really supportive of where you want to go and of what you want to accomplish, because it's a whole lot easier to achieve that goal, to become that person with other people who are also doing it, with people who see you as someone doing the thing, who expect you to achieve it, that are determined to see you become that too. And it makes it easier. And I think it's why we enjoy being part of sports groups and 
joining other groups to help us learn languages or have like a book club, just anything in which we're part of a community that also values what we value. I think that's so important in achieving our ambitions. And we need to find that and reach out to other people or just make space for that in our lives and not be just carrying this little tiny candle for ourselves. We want to be holding a candle with other people who are carrying a torch. You know, we want to have someone showing us the way, but we also want someone there to help and see us as one of the team and doing the things. So when I look at my memory of what never was, what I'm really looking at is a vision of what could be. And I've learned to look at that as you know, I'm not lying to myself about my past anymore and thinking that I was more in shape or more beautiful or whatever than I was. I'm looking at it now as this inspiration or this template of what I actually can become next because I never actually was 17 and the height I am now. I was never 107 pounds at this height and I shouldn't try to be. I was never a mom at that age, but I am now. But like, who could I become? What do I look like and how do I feel when I've got all of this energy, when I am getting up and I want to get out of bed and go for a brisk walk in the morning sunlight and then come home and do some Qigong for 20 minutes? What does that feel like? Because I haven't yet stepped into that yet. Right now, it's hard for me to get up early and want to do anything, but that's you know next on my list of determinations. I'm determined to figure out how I can get to sleep, actually stay asleep and wake up energized so that I can do this because I know it's possible and I'm going to do it. And it may not happen tomorrow and it may not happen next week, but I'm sure that by the end of this pandemic, I wake up with energy in the morning and I'm not feeling like I'm being deprived of extra sleep because I'm teaching myself how to get the sleep that I need. So I think part of it is also looking out for what I really need. What, what might I actually need on this journey that allows me to achieve it? And it's a whole different way of goal setting that I've adopted for myself and that I help my clients through is figuring out what is that support that you need and how are you going to provide it for yourself? Because it's, really hard to achieve a goal when you don't have support systems in place. And some of those support systems can be as simple as like, how am I going to get enough sleep? It's the little things that we don't think of. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a team of 50 people doing the work for you or having a personal trainer or something. Although sometimes it can be. Sometimes it's about figuring out how you're going to show up for yourself and how you're going to forgive yourself when you get off track, how you're going to make that shape happen? How are you going to shape your future? I really enjoy setting goals now and I enjoy making them just difficult enough that they're exciting and challenging for me and then breaking it down and finding my way, my determination of how they can come to pass. And the more I do it, the more I build this self-belief in myself that I really can do just about anything that, you know, failures and setbacks don't mean that I'm not going to do it. They're just part of this process. And recognizing that each time I hit one of these hurdles and one of these more difficult periods, 
that it actually has this opportunity in it to unpack something that maybe I hadn't considered at the beginning. It allows me to notice what I hadn't taken into consideration that still needs to be considered. And I look at it much more welcoming now. And I like helping other people welcome a sense of peace into the setback stages of our lives, because when you can learn to make peace with your process, the process just gets so much easier. And it's just astounding looking back at how fast you actually do achieve things. What did I hear? There was a quote, and I'm going to botch it, but it was about how we we overestimate how much we can do in a short period of time, but we extremely underestimate how much we can do over a longer period of time. So if you look at a year out, you can accomplish way more than you think you can do in a year. But if you're planning for a week out, you probably will get less things done than you think you can do in that amount of time. And that that seems to ring true to me, that when you slowly but surely build skills, build practices, build momentum into your life, you look back and you're like, wow, it all just built up and here I am and I can't believe I've come so far. Whereas when you set out to accomplish 20 things over the course of this week, realistically, you only had chance to do one to three of them. So of course, that ends up feeling a little bit disappointing. So I would urge you to have kindness towards yourself, to look at whatever goal you're really reaching for right now and say, I'm determined, I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get it. To look at why you want it. What is the actual root of why you want the thing? so that you're actually building towards the right goal and not just the outside look of it. Yeah, that that shape. What's the shape of it? But what's the actual soul of it? And if you're working towards the soul of it, then I think you will achieve the shape of it. And that's pretty darn cool. If you have some goals that you're working on that you'd love to share, I would love to hear it. Please reach out to me at blaze at blazeschwaller.com and give me the scoop. Tell me what you're working on. Let's have a conversation. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend and I will catch you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.